Hey friends, it's Coley. Welcome to another episode of Still With You, a space for sharing gold, inspiring stories with genuine friends about our faithful God. Every detail of the podcast is produced with you in mind. What you want and might need to hear, naturally, your presence matters, and I am so grateful for you being here today. Before I introduce the friend that we are hanging out with, I want to remind you of the beautiful theme music this season. You are listening to Where the Light Dances from Charlotte-based artist, Yamari. If you need a meaningful message mixed with an upbeat tune to lighten your mood, spinning Yamari's music is the move. Listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and make sure to connect with Yamari on social media at Yamari Official. Next week, she will be here in the SWIHQ studio sharing her story with us. It is a fun conversation you will not want to miss. Many of you have heard of the television series The Walking Dead, The Gifted, The Purge, Tell Me Your Secret. Long Slow Exhale, Drop Dead Diva, and one of my personal favorites, Outer Banks. Today, we are speaking with a friend who has had the opportunity to play a role on all of these incredible films and more. Professional actor and Pensacola native Shel Ramos cultivated a passion for the performing arts early in her life. Learning new routines and leveling up her dance skills required hard work, but she kept it fun, light, and genuinely loved growing as an artist. Years later, as a young adult, on a family vacation at Universal Studios, Shell experienced the opportunity of a lifetime leading to a successful career in the film industry as a professional actor. On or offset, Shell loves embracing every moment of life, especially time spent with friends and in nature. She commonly refers to the world as a playground and is intentional about honoring healthy rhythms and celebrating the spirit of her inner child within. I am so excited for you to join our conversation as we talk about everything from audition tapes, Outer Banks insights, of course, and establishing personal boundaries with social media and the public. No post-production needed. Shell is authentic to her core, and I cannot wait for you all to hear her story. Please welcome to Still With You, our friend and professional actor, Shell Ramos. Since we're recording via Zoom, one of the things that I have heard you say is you are recording your auditions and then sending them in. Is that different because of the pandemic? How has your audition process changed? So it's not actually different. Like that's what I think, like ever since like technology like came into, I guess, our world of existence, it's definitely more heavy. So there's a thing called pilot season that goes from like anywhere between like mid-January to like March, whenever we go to pilot season that is like whenever the pilots are coming out all the new shows that's whenever like the casting directors they want to see you in person so in the southeast taping it's called taping your auditions you have like a wall a blank wall and you have your camera and lights you tape an audition and you send it in to your agent who sends it into the casting director who then sends it to the producers and all that stuff so that's actually not new but since the pandemic it has become like the norm. Okay. I love it and hate it because I love people. So I love like going in like, you know, the room with the casting directors, uh-huh. like some actors I've talked to, like they love it because they just get in here and do the work and they're so comfortable in their creative space. Have you ever had to audition in front of a casting director or in front of a team? Have you done that before? Oh yeah. 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 That's like, <laughs> that's so much. 
what makes you more nervous? Is it, or maybe you don't get nervous. You mentioned that you prefer people when you're going to be vulnerable and showcase your skill. Do you prefer being in the privacy of your own home or do you prefer being in front of people? I feel like I could, would get in my head way too much and of having to record myself over and over to get it right. But what do you prefer? See, the, yeah, I understand what you're talking about because I have gotten into that a little bit. Whenever I'm in that situation, that mind space where I'm like, oh, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I'm so focused on what I look like on screen uh-huh. instead of being inside of the character. Because like when you're inside of the character, you have to favor the camera and you can't be like turning around and all of that stuff. But you know, that just comes with like time and, and technique and getting used to the camera. But I think I've grown to like taping more. Okay, I do love being in front of like especially some of my like favorite casting directors. Like I like good to like see them again. And like, you know, yeah. and they're always like rooting for you. Sometimes like there's some casting directors that just like, they just want to get in, get out. They don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And then I also like those situations too, because I like people, but then I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. So I'll be, oh, I'm actually here to audition and not entertain. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't mind going back, but I do like the comfort because you can get a lot more auditions done where like in pilot season, I don't know if you've ever been to New York. I always go to New York for whenever I go to pilot. I was supposed to this past fall and yeah, so it didn't work out because of just a few different things, but I was supposed to, I had, I had my tickets in hand and it just didn't happen, but I want to go. I want to so badly. And you never been before? No, I never have. Every time my family would vacation, we would always go out West. We would always go hiking and camping and stuff. I love the cities. It's really, the city is, is amazing. And New York is just so magical. Like there's no other place like it, but the train system is something that you really have to get used to. And so like going, you know, to pilot season where you have like, you know, two and three auditions a day and each one of them are like between like five and 10 pages each and you're going to audition and and then you're getting on the wrong train. So it's really nice if you do have that many auditions in, in one day during pilot season to be able to tape it yeah, and not having to like worry about like, you know, train stations and, and crap, I got off at the wrong stop and I'm actually going West. I'm supposed to be going East. When you are creating your audition tape, do you try to fix your, what you can physically, maybe like your hair or your makeup to like fit that role? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. I didn't know like if you, if it's more so just like body language, communicating like verbally, if that's what makes it, I didn't know if you use any of that to your advantage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely, because even like whenever you go in the room for a casting director, there's a camera there. There's actually somebody that's running the camera. So they'll hit record. It's just like, you don't have to do any of that work. Um, Now there are some like taping services that are in Atlanta and pretty much everywhere now, just because it's so normal where they, the person that's reading, they don't, they're not a casting director, but they're the one that's running the cameras. And that's kind of nice sometimes because then you don't have to worry about your own lighting. And my boyfriend's an actor too. So we're able to help each other out with that. And if ever he's like the one auditioning, I take care of all of that. So he can still be in his creative space because it is difficult when you're working with somebody and then you have to worry about all of that stuff. Yeah. It's just something to get used to. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just like, this is, this is the new norm. Well, something that I know you are definitely used to is being in the field of performance. Like I have learned that you like started in dance and something that our friends now are now going to learn is that your hometown is the city that I live in Pensacola. And we were just talking earlier about how this city is such a hidden gym. Like I love it so much. I'm so grateful to be here. I'd love to ask you a little bit more about your earlier life. Like we'll go back to talking about acting and stuff you're excited for this year. 
But I'd love to ask you kind of about like your roots. So I saw a photo of your grandfather in a naval uniform. Did he serve at NAS or like how did your path end up in Pensacola? So I'm half Asian. I'm half Filipino. And um, first of all, I love this because I'm so used to talking about acting. And so it's so great to talking would I and I love to talk about acting but then I'm like oh man I gotta th- I gotta start thinking of more stories <laughs> so I appreciate you yes. wanting to know like where the beginning came from because that's very very special um to me but yeah so going back to my dad um I'm half Filipino my grandfather he served in the navy in the Philippines okay and he was a cook there and my father would like tell me all these like funny stories of like how everybody would be scared of this like who oh, this this Asian guy with the gun. And so it was just it was, he didn't look intimidating in the photo. <laughs> I know he did. No, 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 he's not. Yeah, so he he served my father and um, my grandmother, and then my auntie Lita, and then grandma moved to the states when my dad was six. Okay. So my dad ended up serving in the army for three years. You said how how did I get to Pensacola? Yeah, how did your family locate here? Was it through the army connection? I think not the army specifically. I think maybe the government but they both government, but my mom and dad actually, because my mom is from Illinois. My dad moved around quite a bit from the States, but they actually met at a club. They're both dancers, hustle. So like, that's where like I get my dancing from is is from them, but they met, they met at a club called Club 2001 in Pensacola, Florida. It's not, obviously it's not there anymore. I was going to say Seville Quarter, where we clubbing at, you know? (laughs) I'm trying to think like Seville has been there for a while, right? Yeah, it's very historic. It has been there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, you've been inside. Every time I'm there, I go to every room. I just have to see it all. You know what's so funny about that? Growing up, this is so funny. My sister and I loved Teen Night. I don't know if you know about Teen Night. I don't. I wasn't teen when I got here, but tell me about Teen Night. It was just amazing. Like we were like, we felt so like adult. We would start getting ready at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Wanted to like wear all of our cool stuff. Love it. It was so great. I love Seville. So your parents met at Club 2001 and they just like love the area. They just like stayed here. I don't know exactly. It's so funny. That you, I, now I'm going to go on the phone my dad. I don't know exactly like how they met. I know that they met dancing. Okay. And they just hit it off dancing. And then like my mom is, you know, she's from the Midwest. And so she didn't have a whole lot of people that she hung out with. So like my dad, my auntie Liz, uh, my uncle Monty, Uncle Elmer, all of them kind of gravitated her in and they would just like would go like, you know, club hopping everywhere. And they weren't big drinkers. They just loved dancing. It was like such a big era of dancing. Like, the hustle. Did you just practice at watching your parents dance? And like, how was that introduced to you? Because I know isn't correct me if I'm wrong. That's how you kind of got your your taste for performing. Yeah. My parents put me in dance classes. Uh, Bernice's dance studio, Miss Star. Oh my goodness. This is so funny. I think her place is still there. We'll drop it in the show notes. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Bernice's dance studio. And since three years old, it was funny. My mom always talks about this time whenever we were on, I was on stage and the curtains were closing. I was like, no, no, I had to say hi to my mom. <laughs> Oh, I love that. But I think that like um, the stage is such, it's like so home for me, but that's where it started. We were in dance classes and um, my dad, actually this movie called, nobody knows this movie. It's literally probably the worst acting on the face of the planet, but it's so, I love it. It's called Breaking Ozone and Turbo. And it's like about this, it's like the birth of like break dancing. Oh, wow. Such a nostalgic, but 
whenever I watched that, I was like, I want to be that. Totally, when I say the worst acting, it was good for its time, but that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie was like this community of breakdancers and poppers and stuff. I want to go back to that statement where you talk about like the stage is your home because I have had several friends, whether it be dance, whether it be like vocals, we've all participated the same act, but there's not always the same draw where you're like the stage was home. So like when you are dancing, refining your craft, do you just keep thinking to yourself, I'm working so hard just so I can enjoy the moment where I get to perform? Like, what does that look like with you being like a kid walking towards the arts? Anybody that is in the arts or anybody that is in front of an audience, it is such a teeter-totter because you get sucked into wanting to please the crowd. Yeah. And you're wanting the hand claps and you're wanting the good job. You're wanting the awards. You're wanting all of that stuff. So then sometimes I think like the human mind, it can get sucked into the validation and the results driven. And then you forget about your little girl or your little boy. The, the one that sparked it all. Yeah. So for me and me too, like, you know, those insecurities, I think that's just part of being a human being. Like those insecurities, they come into play and it's, hey, like it feels good to have these hand claps. It feels good to like book these jobs. So then you start going into that type of realm, your little girl or your little boy has to like pull you back and be like, no, no, Mm -hmm. like this is the reason why we're doing this. For me, especially the last few years, it has been a whirlwind of trying to hone that. The hand claps and the bookings, all that feels so good. But at the same time, like you can't forget about your spark. Mm -hmm. So I think that I have to, I have to be my five-year-old self. A lot of the times I have to be like, okay, this adult world is here, but I can't forget about my little self, my little shell. From hearing parts of your story. And when I, what I'm about to say, I'm not going to blanket statement with saying like you didn't have to do hard work and follow up and everything, but I cannot get over the fact that you like had like kind of what outsiders looking in like dream come true of where didn't you go to Disney and you auditioned for a speakless role, which how crazy is that your dance skills would be used for it was a role of a mummy, correct? Yeah. It was at Universal. Yeah. You had been prepared for that moment and you get a call back from what I've heard you say, like you were so shocked and that just like flipped your world upside down. I think that there are things like in our lives that are very unexplainable. I don't know where they came from, but like, I remember being in the room, mind you, I was on vacation. (laughs) I'm originally from Pensacola. And so I was on vacation from Pensacola. I was a Cox Cable dispatcher. Yeah, You guys still have Cox Cable there? We do have it. Actually, I think we do have Cox right now because we were on AT&T at our other house. Oh, so now we're, we're back with Cox. So yeah, so we have our little end modem and everything for our Wi-Fi. I love it. I had a full-time job at Cox Cable, but I was on vacation and I was there. I was like, oh, it'd be funny, you know, to, there's that, they're having these auditions at, at Universal Studios for the Mummy Princess and not a lick of acting at all. But like when I was in there, I was just very present. I just like listened to her. Her name was Anitra Pritchard. Amazing woman. Yeah. And when I, you know, ran the audition, she goes, go to the back of the room and I'm going to call some things out and just like come forward. What I've realized is a lot of life is about, it's like just being present and listening yeah. because the that she said, okay, come, come forward. Like you're trying to command the audience. And my arms like immediately went back. And then she was like, okay, now call your guards and they're going to be on stilts. And I was like this, and I pulled them down like I think that we forget about to trust like our bodies and to trust our mind. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I did. And it like really looked out because that job, like I got bit by the acting bug so hard. I was very, very 
appreciative of that moment. What is that like when getting bit by the acting bug? Are you just all of a sudden realizing that you had more skill than just like your physical body taking up space like through dance? Did like did you have to discover your voice? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that other people have like, you know, different kinds of reasons why they become an actor. But for me, like these characters that we get to watch on TV, they start off with like a person thinking about them writing down. So the writers like making the script, they're ones creating the characters. I don't know what it is to be a, you know, some of the things that I've played on TV. I don't know what it is to be like that because I came from a very amazing childhood. These characters are actually walking on the planet. They are walking on the planet and I have the honor of like stepping into their lives. Well, they have the honor of stepping into yours too, though. True. Yeah. 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 Like I get to be the vessel for like them to like play in the playground called life, you know? But I think that like through acting, I'm so appreciative of it because I get to discover more things about myself. Hmm. How would I be like, if I, if I had a father that like deserted me when I was five years old and I'm like on the train quest because my father was there for me, your mind starts to like you, your imagination just starts to expand. And it's like, wow, like I get to do this for a living. Like, I'm so grateful that I get to do this because I get to keep learning about myself. This job is allowing me to, like, understand more things about me. And if I was in, in this situation. Is there a, a texture of, like, empathy that you feel differently now because you've had to step into the shoes of others, even fictitiously? I think that especially the empathy, uh, when I played on Valor, I played a girl, called, girl named uh, Zoe Cho. And yeah. uh, there was a really big uh, scene where one of the males does some like sexual harassment towards me. And I was like, okay, let me think about this. It opened up a whole new world because I did so much research on women that actually don't speak up. They don't speak up because they're scared of their rank, yeah. not get that being taken away from them and them not being able to do their job. So they take the sexual harassment, they don't say anything and they just keep on going for the love of their job. And that broke my heart because women are silenced in the service. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest eye-opening experiences because I didn't realize how much these women keep to themselves. So in that aspect of it too, it's, it's not just imagination. It's also, let me go out because since there are people like that and this world, let me go out and listen to them. There was another job that I did um, Why I actually, I play a lot of like, you know, uh, stronger characters, like detectives. I was able to do, a, it's called a ride-along. I was able to do a ride-along with a detective, a cop. We went to scenes and there was a dead body there. Wow. And I did this for acting purposes, but I was like, dang, like cops go through a lot of stuff. You know, obviously we're in this like t- day and time where like, you know, people are, you know, cops and enforcement are not, being truthful, but then there's also cops that protect us. Absolutely. I get so deep into acting because I'm like, these are people, these are human beings. Like I want to go see like what they get to see, you know? Is it hard for you when you're unplugging for the day? Is it hard for you to wash off your work and kind of be like, okay, I'm shell. A lot of meditation, <laughs> Yeah, um, a lot of puppy playing with the puppies. Yeah. I went on this like meditation retreat and I understood more about like my body, but like our bodies are kind of like a five-year-old self and they're like our subconscious. And so like, if we don't remind ourselves like, Hey, like everything's good. We're here. Like we didn't actually experience this. Like I do have to, there's a lot of self-talk that I have. I'm just thinking about like my evening routine where I'm like, I 
eat dinner and then usually like put on television, but that's could be, is that work for you? Like, is it hard for you to watch shows without thinking about connections or, oh, they did that well. Is watching television fun for you? It's so fun. I think like, you know, earlier in my career when I was like a little bit more like uh, trying to control everything. That's how I would watch TV. But now it's just yeah. like, oh, these people are just telling a story. What are they going for? Who's who? Who's uncovering this treasure? Like okay. now it's like the five-year-old is back. I'm glad to hear that because I enjoy television. And as I was thinking about that, I'm like, I hope she does get to actually enjoy like the feast of film right now. The amount of churning out of content that film companies and movies and television, like the whole lot, like it is, it just feels right. like, so much like there's so much good stuff coming through the pipe right now. Like, how do you filter out what you're going to audition for and want to be a part of? So you have to have a really good communication with your team. I have an amazing manager um, and I have a, a, two managers and an amazing um, agent. And so like over time, like you really start to be like, oh, these are my strong points. Oh, these okay. are things that I don't want. Like I, in my career, I don't, nudity is not something that interests me. That's, you communicate that with your, with your team. So they're not going to send me out for something that's like, I'm going to say no to. Even like when you read the script, because you, you're able to see um, what you're going to audition for. You're able to see like the breakdown and if something does not interest you or something is like, ah, oh, this is like not something that I really want to do, then you pass on it. I wouldn't advise that until like, you know, you for all the newer actors out there, I would not advise like being super duper picky because you do need to have some credits on screen, even if it's just like, a, you know, an under five or a co-star when it comes to like nudity, like that's something that I'm like, nope, I'm not, it's not for me. I just have to be strong in those kind of decisions. Do you get pushed by your peers or your mentors? Is that something that happens? I'm actually very open-minded. The only thing, the pretty much the only thing that I won't do is if it's like super, you know, writing that's like, it's not clicking or, or there's like too many gaps in it Okay, and then nudity. Like that, those are only two. Good for you. Know your boundaries. I love to be, you know, play in that playground of just like life. Now there, and there are people that like, I think this comes like as like time goes on, but there are people that like get so fixated, like they're only being seen as like one type of character. They're like, I do not want to play this character anymore. And to get out of that mindset, they have to take a couple years off. And then they also cannot accept that type of work anymore because they're trying to step into this more like dramatic, you know, whatever the case is. Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Shell to ask you a question. Do you own a business or a brand, big or small? You have a story and still with you would love to share the hard work that you are doing. See, one of my favorite parts about hosting a podcast is supporting my entrepreneur friends. Gosh, they have real grit and giving them a small space on an episode is a true joy. Becoming an official sponsor of Still With You is easy and so much fun. If you're interested in this opportunity to showcase your company, Let's connect. You can visit my website, coleybrowning.com, and click the Share Your Story tab. Take 10 seconds or less to fill out the quick form and then hear from me in less than 24 hours about sharing your brand, your business, your story on Still With You. Hopefully, next time you will not be hearing my voice in an ad break, but will be hearing yours. Um, I heard that you are very conscious about playing roles that are not specific to your nationality or race. I think that is so honorable, honoring the nationality of the character that you're portraying. And so is that still like really important? Yeah. You know, at the beginning of my career, I didn't because I think I don't 
2013, I think is when I booked my first job. And so like the, at that time, race and nationality was not a huge thing. And yeah. now it's become like this like explosive things. Because at that time, I was just kind of like, people mistake me for being Hispanic or being okay. Cuban. Like there, there's, you know, so on screen. And that's what I would, that's what I'd be cast as. And now, like, you know, I had a really good talk with my manager and she was like, look, nationality and, and race, this is a very big thing that we, we want to stick to, you know, who you are. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because like, and I'm so like appreciative of now, like more like Habsies are coming out. Like I'm half Asian. Yeah. I'll audition for something that's like Asian and it's, but it's like full Asian and I don't look full Asian. So, so that, that's like a little bit of a teeter totter as well. But like, you know, my story, I can't tell the, the story of a, of a Hispanic woman. It's not my story to tell. Yeah. I, that's not even in my blood. That's not even in my makeup. Mm-hmm. So I love whenever something comes through, that's either like half and half, or if it is Asian or like any ethnicity, like that's my jam. I, I can play with any of those because it's like, it's so open. I love the simplicity of film like Moana. This is why we're having these conversations for the simplicity of a childhood film to carry a subject that is much bigger than even the story of a magic island. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, especially, I think it is so beautiful. My girlfriend and I, um, Giselle and I, we were both talking about how it's so amazing that Disney is making these kinds of movies at this young of age because I didn't have that. Like, I'm 32 and I didn't have that those types of messages in the Disney movies yeah. that I watched. Now this content is like, no, like I'm a five-year-old and I'm going to stand for my Hawaiian roots. Yes. It's so powerful. You know, people talk about how like, the world is so bad and like humanity is going down the drain and politics, politics, that like we are part of like history right now. And we're in this humanity of like coming together. So I love it. <laughs> I'm so grateful for people being brave like yourself, taking a step, even when there can be pushback. Cause we also know like on the side of that, there is, there is major pushback with anything that we do. That's like going to make a difference. Absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about like some of the films that you've been in? Resume sounds so technical, but I just cannot get over all the experiences you've been able to have. So you have been in The Gifted, The Purge TV series, Tell Me Your Secret, Outer Banks, Long Slow Exhale. I haven't watched that yet, but the trailer is spooky. (laughs) (laughs) And then The Walking Dead, which is iconic. I'm floored. When you look at the list, I'm sure like you probably are like, there's so much more I want to do. But like, do you ever just sit back and look at that and think about you at Universal and you're like, dang, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I will say like, I have to, I actually have to take myself and remind myself of those times. And I've like, dang, like I really did come from, you know, Little, little Pensacola girl. Pensacola, yeah. I'll tell you what, like I have been very fortunate. I, I don't think I think it takes a village of people. I call my family up crying at times where I'm like, I didn't get this role and I tried so hard. My family, my team, boyfriend, my dog, like there is, there's so much. It's not just me. It's like all of us together. Yeah. So like, yeah, I've had a very, very fortunate career and I've got to work with some just really, really amazing people that also love this work. And then I've also worked with people that are like, not amazing, you know? And I think you just, those types of people that you have to be like, huh, I never want to be like that. Take it still as a lesson. You know, I've had a a very um, fortunate career and all of those things that you said, like all of those just 
it makes you really think like, dang, like, like I get to play these things on TV and people like watch and they're like, like what I'm in. That's a wow for me. People like yourself, like when you first reach out to me, I was like, this is so cool. Like this chick is like, likes the stuff that I'm doing and it interests her. And she's like, I get to be a guest on her show. That's so sweet. So you're talking about like loving the stuff that you're in. Let me give you my personal experience of watching Outer Banks. Okay. You know, when it released summer of 2020, Mm -hmm. I have like a free Friday night and I am sitting there like scrolling through Netflix, see this new show pop up. Shell, I'm not kidding. I started episode one and I watched until 5 a.m. Now that is probably collectively a lot of like me, like with a messed up sleep schedule for 2020, but I I watched all 10 episodes right in a row. I have never done that before. The show sucked me in. As I've been thinking about it, and I've listened to a few other people ask, like, why is the show so amazing? Of course, incredible acting like yourself. The storyline is amazing. But part of me wonders if it tells, like, a bigger story. It was such a hit because it was the summer we all wanted with our friends and we didn't get to experience. And the other thing is that I've noticed is that like, there's not a lot of use of technology. And I know that you're big into like the world is our playground. And I wonder if that's like what drew us in because it is so nature centered. Oh, yeah. Tell me your thoughts on what I'm sharing. No, yeah. I think that like, it's so, it's so incredible to listen to you speak because I think you have such a worldly mind. Mm. Much like when you talk about like that kind of stuff too. That's what I'm saying, girl. Like, I hope that you like keep on going with this because you're a very good host. You're a very good host. <laughs> Viewer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think, yeah, you definitely hit it right on the head because I was the same way. I didn't even watch Outer Banks until like we started filming season two. I didn't even watch it because I was like, oh, this is like, you know, a show that's of the younger generation. That's what I heard that Chase and Madeline did, that they saw the icon pop up and they watched like the first couple of seconds and then they shut off. Is that just like you not wanting to be hard on yourself watching your work? I think it depends. Like my part in the show was a very small character because I was filming another show at the time and just the scheduling wouldn't work out. If the show was like based upon like my character... I don't know if I would be like, oh, I'm going to like step back from that. But like, I was the same as you. Like I I watched the first episode and I was like, I was with my girlfriend, Lindsay, and we were watching. I spent the night at her house and uh, we watched like literally the entire night as well. We didn't get to 5 a.m., but <laughs> so we watched five episodes of the first day and five episodes of the next yeah. day. But yeah, like it was the same exact way. And I think that I think it's definitely you hit it right on the nose with it was the summer that we all wanted. That's with our friends, yeah. because I think that that is what is missing in the world now is that one community friendship and actually like not the glitz and glamour, not the materialistic things. We are missing the connection that we are so thirsty for that. And that's why I'm so fortunate what we were talking about earlier of being like in this world where we are, where we're at right now of like connection and humanity, because I think that's what we're really thirsty mm-hmm. for. We think that like, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the Lamborghinis and all of that is filling this void, but the void is actually communication and being with our people that we love. And so I think that that with Outer Banks, I think they did a really good job of having that brotherhood and sisterhood connection in that age range. Hey again, it's Coley. Before I launched Still With You five years ago, I read endless how-to articles promising a smooth and simple podcasting startup plan, but they only left me more confused and discouraged. I wanted a space for what I truly needed, practical, trusted information with personal encouragement, which is why I started How To Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, encouraging step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. In this 
course, you will discover your podcast purpose, plan your show step-by-step, and publish and promote your work. Don't just listen to podcasts, participate in the conversation. Start your own show today. And for a little bit of extra help in the process, you can use How to Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. You can find more information by visiting coleybrowning.com. Click How to Podcast with Coley Browning. Press record and start sharing your story. Can I ask you a very shallow question about Outer Banks or like acting? How are people kissing in COVID? KJ Appa and like Cami Mendez from Riverdale, they did like a little post with like some mouthwash. Like this is how we're doing that. What do you know about PDA happening in COVID times? Yeah, no kidding. I have not had to experience any of that personally, but I do know like for Walking Dead, you have to test. If I'm shooting on like a Friday, I have to test on Monday and Wednesday and they have to be negative. For the kissing stuff, I think that in, in my mind... What what would have to happen is like you would test negative and then you would also have to quarantine between like them because okay like COVID thing it's like oh yeah I can test negative and then two days later if it's already been in my system it just hasn't showed up yet because the antibodies however that goes I but I think that that's how it would be it just is something that my brain didn't think about until I like actually thought about I'm like oh yeah like do you just like use mouthwash or like do you deserve to be extra careful so anyway I was like if there's one person to ask I'm gonna ask Shell because she might she might have some friends who've had to smooch on screen yeah I have one bone to pick and season two when the cops are all going to spoiler alert here but like when they're going to make an arrest to a certain character that you were not on the boat I would love to like come at the deputy plum needed to be present but I love your character when I would get notes from you know the directors that I when I worked on the on the show I'm just like a, a no nonsense which is great yeah. but like I think because the show is like really centered around the gang, the Pogue, I would come in and I would have like, you know, moments here and there. I mean, I think that those those are the notes I would give. It's a no nonsense gal. I love the scene where you're like telling JJ, like get the toothpick out of your mouth. Like, (laughs) that's so funny. (laughs) It was so fun working with Rudy because he's like a kid too. Like, he's like, he's like, I was thinking about this. And like, what do we, what do you think about that? What do you think about this? And he's like, just wants to play. And that's, it's, that's why I'm saying it's so fun because in the acting world, like your playful mind is always there. And then when you have other, your co-stars are like playful too. It's just like, never have to be an adult. I love this. <laughs> I listened to an interview with Mark Paul Gossler and Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell. They're kind of sharing like what you said. They said that everyone will always come and ask them be like, wasn't it so much fun to play like Saved by the Bell? Like, didn't you have so much fun on set? They said that they like responded saying like, it was fun, but that also was our job. So like most of the memories we share offset things, like basically, so like, think about you going into your office job. Like you're not going to really like hold on to like the nine to five, but it's like the after hours and like, that's the fun time. Definitely. When it comes to being like off screen and being like in our chairs and it's like, all right, we're on hour 15. And it's so fun. Like the overnights are like, they're so dreading but then it's it's also like i'll meet you at crafty crafty is like you know what i'm saying like there's so there's so many inside jokes there's so many fun things i really do have a fun time actually being on set oh like because i know that there's been a lot of people that have been like tainted by the business and like i hope i never get there i hope i'm always just like it's gonna be fun but i'm also the type to like i don't sit in my chair or whenever you're um filming then like if you're not in the next scene or or you have to go they're doing close-up from somebody else go back to your 
green room. It's where like the resting area for, for actors. And like, I'm not ever in my chair. Like I'm always, well, well, I want to go watch and see what the other actors are doing on screen. So I go to like video village. I'm actually on set, like watching because like human beings are just very interesting to me. I just love human. I just really do. When it comes to like the business itself, I have not made like super duper strong connections to where like these people become like my best friends. Like we're like friends on like social media and I love my people on there. We're always like together, but like my boyfriend, one of his best friends, he worked on a, on a movie called Greyhound and one of his best friends was one of the extras. Yeah, It's his best friend. He talks to him like every other day. That's great. Cool. You mentioned social media. When I say this, please know I actually admire, but like, I don't feel like you're as engaged When you stepped into the business, did you just set a standard where you're like, I'm going to only engage this much or I'm going to be very intentional? Because when I look at even just my circle of friends, not even in the like acting in Hollywood and New York and all of that kind of business, why is this the right step for you and your relationship with being online? Yeah. I love that you're you're asking this question because I nobody's ever like asked this for me before. I think for me, like social media is such an amazing thing for people to connect, to get themselves out there. People live in a different country. I think it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Sometimes I fall into the trap of like comparing myself. And then I also get like sucked into, I guess like this imaginary world that is real. But like I, I shifted the focus a couple years ago and I was like, people that I like really love Like I want to be on the phone with them and talk. And I knew that like, I was like feeling like a void. Again, this is my journey. I'm not downplaying social media by any means. I completely agree. This is your perspective. This is my perspective. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I really want to strengthen the people, like my core group of people. Like I want to strengthen those relationships. You know, I would get sucked into like the likes and the commenting and all of that stuff. And I think it was actually really hindering my creative space. I really love my real life, my reality, the things that I can touch, my dogs. Like I love all that. I can sometimes get like sucked into that and then just kind of starts playing with my mind. And my my new thing is now though, I'm going to get on once a month. And then just show what I've been doing like for the whole month. So it's like a, a vomit of like all of the things that I've been doing. Because okay. I still want, because I was like, how am I going to make this work for me? And people that like, you know, follow my career or, you know, that are just interested in my life. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on the last day of every month, post like what I've been doing. It, just my creative space and my mental, it's it's so important to me. Not just like serving, like, you know, acting, but also just like my own life. Like if I never acted again a day in my life, I think I would still have this mental base. Well, I like that you're making your own rules and you're making your own expectations. I mean, I've seen friends and like, I've had conversations with friends that like, I feel like I'm behind if I'm not like doing this or doing that. And then I'm like, well, whose expectation is that? Like, is that my own or is that, you know, and then I have to trust that I'm going to share what I feel like is needed. I have to just release the fear that I'm like going to miss out on something are going to be left behind or not noticed because you said it like it is a tool. You can't help but know that there's been connections and it's almost like a business card (laughs) sometimes to see someone like you who is a professional that like I look up to, to see that you're setting that expectation and like kind of breaking the mold. You have to do things in order to like follow the formula. I like that. And that gives me a freedom to know everything is going to happen for a reason. And like, I'm not going to be forgotten because I don't 
jump on the real train, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> creating reels or something. Oh, 100%. And, you know, the have tos and that I should have, I think that those are the things it's like, who, are, like you said, who are we actually like living for? If you want to post every single day, that's totally fine. Just as long as you're Absolutely. making that choice, you're making decision, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing because I might get on and be like, I got to tell everybody about what I just learned on this da-da-da and I'm going to be on social media for like the next week. But the minute that I start like comparing myself or I feel like I have to, or like, if I'm feeling like left behind, like you said, like, I know that is like, okay, that's my ego trying to play tricks. You yeah. Know? You have a link in your Instagram bio and this, I just wanted to ask you because I feel like anyone who puts that in there, it has to be important to them, but you have a link to the Alliance of motion picture and television procedures. And this is like asking to honor the work of actors and creatives, like by giving them a fair deal. Like, could you share a little bit about this? If you're comfortable, I'm not in partnership or anything with them. I just think that there is like, um, a awareness that we should like have and, you know, my small contribute to like the industry, people that, you know, listen or like, you know, follow my career, like those, those are the kind of things that are like important to me. And so it's more of like an awareness thing. It's, there are some people that like abuse their power or their, where they're at in their career. They kind of like abuse that. And I'm just like, it's more of like an awareness thing. The more I am doing this and hearing stories, isn't it amazing? Like when you turn like two degrees, how much like the world like opens up to you of like what you learned. I'm learning so much about like similar things happening in like the music industry and like the film industry. Anytime I, I definitely want to help share that. Is it just like through education and just like getting behind people when we can to like support? Yeah. And I think it's like natural curiosity. Like I can just tell like even like your essence, like you're just like a curious person. Yes. <laughs> I have the same way. Like I'm like, well, what about this? And what about that? Like, yeah. I think that that is an ingredient mm. to like really making a successful person is like the curiosity because the ego, I'll tell you <laughs> what, the ego can like have its way with us and we all have it. Yes, it's that, so like, I got to talk to my ego sometimes. I'm like, girl, can you chill? Can you chill? <laughs> Again, like if yeah. we can channel like the little per, the little child in us and then the curiosity, I think that that is like the magical ingredient that I think a lot of people either don't know it's there or they just, choose to ignore because it's not mm-hmm. accepted or it's not like they don't want to ask questions or they don't, they don't want to do the things. And it's like, no, like that's how we learn. That's how we have to get to the two degrees. How can we support you this year? And like, what are you most excited for? Are you, are you coming back for season three? I'm not hundred percent sure. I have not heard anything yet. Sending prayers. I hope so. I am not hundred percent sure. I know that they're filming in Barbados and I was not part of that storyline. So I don't know if they're filming all the stuff in Barbados. I'm not hundred percent Sure. I definitely want to be respectful because I know that it is a very private work and tell things or like, you know, NDAs or signed or whatever. What can you share that you're excited about? I know that you just got flooded with auditions and you've been working so hard. Oh yeah. Thank you. And thank you for being so accommodating with them. Not anything is in the works uh, right now. And I'm just like enjoying life and I'm back at the playground and I'm trying things out and, but not, not anything like that is in the works as of right now, but I'm excited Mm -hmm. for what's going to come because it's going to be fun. Maybe just enjoy the time. I know that probably is like, might not be what you want to hear if there's like no open door, but I would look at that as like, man, that means like, you just don't know what's next. And also you've worked so hard. I just can't get over the amount of time and travel. Enjoy it. No kidding. Yup. Exactly. (laughs) I hope that we stay connected and you always have a space here to share. Like, I can't tell you how fun this has been and just very fulfilling. I definitely feel encouraged hearing more of what 
has worked for you to like get where you are and to keep going? It's same. Like I, that, that is very like mutual because I think that you have such a natural curiosity, like where you're going, what this could happen, like what it's, and there's not concrete. You know what I'm saying? Like I have been interviewed by some people which have been amazing, yeah. but everything is very like, this is how, this is how I do things. I'm like, okay, cool. Yes. You know, but you're just like, it's ever flowing. And I think that's why it's, it's very fun because everything's not controlled. You know, <laughs> So I think that's a, that's just a big aspect of it is like not being mm-hmm. in the controlling mind. Thank you. I really mm-hmm. do appreciate you saying that. Like that means a lot coming from you. Maybe it's not even like you said, being free flowing, maybe it's not even in the world of acting, but it will be something else that comes up like in your life, whatever it is, just know that like you are fully funded, supported here. <laughs> Thank you. So excited for you. And if you're ever in town, like, please, like, I would love to grab coffee, get lunch sometime. Ah. So fun. I don't know if you ever come back here. I know you're like living in New York. I would love to grab coffee. That'd be so great. We got to get off air for us to like make these plans. (laughs) Somebody's going to like show up at Fosco's or something. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it in just a second then. (laughs) You're just amazing. That's all I can say. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me talk and be on your show. It's so great. Thank you. I think we can all agree that Shell needs to come around more often. Can she just be a co-host to Still With You? This episode is so special to me, and I hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with professional actor Shell Ramos. If you would like to follow Shell's exciting adventures on the playground, her handle is ShellRamos24, and you can also visit her profile on IMDb International Movie Database using the link in the show notes. You're going to love her work. As you're watching, send Shell a quick message thanking her for taking the time to be a part of the podcast. We never shy away from sharing gratitude in this circle of friends, and that would be so kind of you to express to Shell. And I also would love to thank you for taking a moment out of your week to hang with us. If you need to reach me, you can again visit the show notes where you can find ways to connect with Shell and more of the information that we shared within the content of this episode and of course links in the show notes will help you connect with me if I can help you in any way maybe talk with you about podcasting hear what's happening in your life prayer requests who you would like to hear next on the show all of those things I have open ears to hear and would just love to connect with you you can visit my website coleybrowning.com or find me on social media at coleybrowning Say hey again. I would so love to hear from you. Y'all, I am on spring break this week, as I am sure many of you are as well. I plan on spending my week centered around family and getting back on the playground, enjoying nature, and diving into God's Word. I am so excited for some reflective time with Jesus, as well as a table full of people and a whole planet to explore in my corner of the South. Hope you have a wonderful spring break. Be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that He is still with you. Thank you.